Hello and welcome to Tet a Tet. My name is Rachel and I'm your host for this podcast. If this is the first time you're listening to it, I hope you find it informative and interesting. So I've gotten feedback on how I sound on this and people have said that I don't really sound like myself, but I would say this is true because I've listened to my own recordings multiple times. I guess it's just tough to speak naturally like how I normally do in a conversation to a recorder and a tad bit awkward too I might add um yeah so just moving on uh right into the topic for today um I will attempt uh to take on yet another heavy topic which is redemptive suffering now I'm sure you've heard of the phrase unite your suffering with Christ before and perhaps even more this Lenten season But what does it really mean to offer up our sacrifices and sufferings for the grace of others? Um, You know, to be honest, for the longest time, I've always found that saying to be quite annoying. Like, dude, I'm already in a space where it's hard to find hope and you come and tell me to offer my suffering up to others. Like, that's the last thing I wanted to hear. And it came up again last year. And I kept asking those around me, like, what does it really mean? Uh, because it just didn't make sense to me but no one could really explain well enough that that I was satisfied with and so that's when I decided to do what I do best which is research and uh, lo and behold I found a great article written in 1996 by a priest called Father Paul I know it seems like a long time ago um, which is 24 years ago but it's still pretty good um, and he named this article, uh, he called it the Theology for the Laity. So I guess he wrote it in a way which he thought uh, we could understand. Uh. And I must say, it's some pretty hefty stuff. So I had to reread a few parts. But, you know, I was really happy that I found it because it really made sense to me. So let me try to break it down to you in simpler terms. So Father Paul started off with the concept of sin and downfall of men. You know, we first have to understand that suffering and death was not part of God's plan. It was because of humankind's doing that brought sin and brokenness into the world. God, who so graciously gifted us the greatest gift of all, free will, got that blown right into his face because as we all know, our first parents, Adam and Eve, decided to misuse that freedom and went against that one command, command that God gave them. You know, speaking of Adam and Eve, there's this really interesting story I could do on how that prefigured the salvation story um, as an episode on its own, but uh, I'll save it for later. So for now, know that because of what they did, sin entered the world and mankind fell into a state of eternal separation from God. Um... But because we know that God is of mercy and of love, right? He sent His Son on behalf of all mankind to pay the infinite reparation that was needed. So why did He have to do that? Um, Jesus Christ could have easily offered enough without the passion. You know, His every deliberate act when He was living in His 30-something years was one of infinite love, sufficient to redeem the whole of mankind, enough to redeem us. God could also have easily created an easier path for his son to walk on. I mean, it is his one and only son, right? But yet the father willed the way of the passion, the way of suffering. Why? Um, St. Thomas Aquinas explains that Christ's passion made 
God's love for us so much more manifested. It helped us to realize the effects of sin and how God would go to such lengths for us. You know, nobody wants an authoritative God. That's why God gave us free will, you know, so that we could freely choose Him. Even though God as our Creator could have designed human to worship Him, um, He wanted to show us that His love, what His love meant lah. And Jesus Christ showed us the perfect example of humility and obedience to God, which was a counter opposite of Adam's pride and disobedience, which caused the fall. In the company that I work at, we have this chapel service every month. And just last month, one of the pastors shared about how if we didn't have a suffering God, our sufferings would not have any meaning to them. And when I heard that, I couldn't agree more. You know, there is purpose in every plan. Uh, that God has la, and with everything that happens he has a bigger picture so now you're probably thinking when I'm going to reach the point of explaining the concept of redemptive suffering right but this is precisely it you know everything that I've said thus far because Christ died to save us he gave human suffering a supernatural value a supernatural power you know when we choose to take the call of carry your cross suffering is bound to happen in fact, I think every living soul faces suffering. Yet no suffering would ever be as great as his passion. And because Christ has been through that, he knows what we feel. He truly understands because he's been there. You know, people say that um, to unite with Christ is because he has been through the worst of worst. And he knows what it's like to go through tough times, to go through um, difficult moments in our lives when we feel like there is no hope and we cannot see the light um, at the end of this tunnel and that's why he wants to be there for us because he knows that for us it's just really tough and we are just human right and he really just wants to be there for us um, so we can choose to either let it get us down or it can bring us closer to God, you know. It can either make us resentful and bitter, or it can actually help us, make us to be more conscious of God's providence at work. It can make us turn in on ourselves in self-pity, or it can help us to open out upon the world in an apostolic and redemptive action. Um, just reuniting it um, and praying and offering up our sufferings for others who might have it even worse than us, you know, to pray for them and to offer that, you know, this suffering means something. It might not make sense to you at this point, but I ask you to really reflect on what I've said and to really ponder on it. Father Paul specifically wrote this at the end of his piece, which I think is very important. He says that it, referring to the power of redemptive suffering, is a gift so little appreciated for it is known only in the light of faith, and the faith of many is weak. He says that, you know, many people will probably not understand this whole concept because it takes a great deal of faith to be able to trust that this uh, this can happen, that this makes sense, lah, you know. And he says that um, the faith of many is weak, and which I think is also true in especially, you know, no matter what... Uh, what century it is no matter what year it is no matter what generation or how many advances um, the world has made um, faith is still something that many people find difficult to grasp and so a lot of the concepts um, escapes our understanding you know our 
feeble mind of a human mind can never fully understand um, and comprehend uh, everything that uh, that God has in plan and in motion, you know. So brothers and sisters, you know, the next time you and I found ourselves in a tough spot, I encourage you um, to pray the words that Christ did in the Garden of Gethsemane when He really, really just wanted um, His his suffering to to pass lah. He knew that it was coming, and he prayed until um, his eyes bled. You know, he said that let this chalice pass from me. Yet not my will be done, but yours. He was so so obedient to the Father that even even at that point when he was he wanted to give up, he knew that this was what he was meant to do, and so he will do it because he is obedient to the will of the Father. And I hope this presents to you a good reflection as we continue to pray, to do almsgiving and fast in this Lenten season. Keep me in your prayers as I do the same for you too. So until next time, God bless. Thank you all for listening.